0: So I just found the first email in my inbox that has Startup Goa in it. It's on the 10th of November 2011 at 5 in the morning. So I was living in Vancouver at the time, so it was probably like 5:30 in the evening out here or something. I was looking at the data today. There's 71,000 job applicants uh, that use the platform in the last nine years. Not a huge number. The grand scheme of things but quite huge considering Goa's uh, working population is roughly about 400,000. So it, it just keeps growing.
1: Welcome to Goa. This is a podcast about the people, places, and everyday stories of India's smallest state. As creators of Goa.me, Goa's largest online community, we set out to bring you interviews and candid conversations with interesting and inspiring individuals. So come along and get to know Goa beyond the holiday. In this episode, we catch up with the founding members of Startup Goa as they celebrate nine years of cultivating connections within the tech community of Goa. A grassroots initiative designed to sprout tech companies from Goan soil, Startup Goa is a platform that connects founders, tech talent, and investors through a free job board and newsletters, as well as in-person and online tech meetups. In conversation with Luke Sikira, with additional insight from co-founders Caslino Pereira and Aproop Sheets, We explore the story behind the platform, discuss the overall evolution of tech in Goa, and find out just where they see this community going in the years ahead. Founded in November 2011, the team kicked off their anniversary month with a two-day hackathon that saw more than 50 local volunteers come together to celebrate all of their achievements thus far and to collectively bring the platform into the next decades to come.
0: Yeah, to answer your question about the hackathon, we doing this Saturday and Sunday because you want to upgrade the platform. It has literally been about five or six years since we did a, did a major overhaul. The beauty is that we thought it through well enough back then that it continues to run smoothly even today without any overhaul. But yeah, there's scope to to improve things and to improve the UX of the platform, make it a truly mobile-friendly application, you know, these kinds of things. So we thought, uh, what better time than now? going to our tenth year with a stronger platform. It's been serving the community for a long time now, and I think just seeing the way the, the local communities promoting it and sharing it among the network, it, it's clearly like it's clear a ton of value for a lot of companies, a lot of people. So I think we're just getting a bunch of guys who have benefited from this to contribute some of their development time to, to take it to the next level. So I think the earliest memories I have of Goa startup scene go back to conversations with Frederick Nerona, probably in um, early 2002 or three. So Frederick, or as he's known as Rico, introduced me to the open source movement, to Linux and, and to the sort of open source community around here. And. That's the first time I got exposed to the idea that there were small companies building software, or there were companies building software other than Microsoft. Okay. It's also around the time that Google began to show up on the on the scene. Like I remember hearing about it in college, and that there's this thing that you type anything into and it can show you results in less than a second. I, I started watching uh, CNET. Uh, CNET used to show up on, on TV. And they 'd highlight a few startups and they 'd highlight the latest tech from from the valley. It was all really fascinating that there were a bunch of guys uh, not that much older than I was, basically putting together software, getting funded and delivering it to the world you know so I'd say i 'd say I got interested in it in the scene and, and started to look out for like minded people but there wasn 't that much around it There was the the Linux community, and that was interesting but uh, it was a community intended more to consume and to uh, sort of leverage uh, tools that were created. There weren't many people actually building tools, at least not to my knowledge, there weren't many people building open source tools out here in Goa. And that was somewhere in 2002. There was a sort of um, dead zone in between where I moved out of technology for quite some time, got involved in in businesses in the sort of event space. And then somewhere around 2008 or 2009, I got interested in the internet all over again because of Facebook. So. Even back then, I remember meeting uh, Avinash Kumar from BLOT, VLOT, and He was down in Goa for a short trip. He connected with me because of my blog at the time. And he was telling me about the the tech community in Delhi. And I was just fascinated by the idea that Delhi had a, a community of developers who were building Facebook apps. And this is before the, the app store became a, a big deal. And so once again, I felt like, where are all these people in Goa? How do I meet them? How do I learn more about this, you know? Again, I didn't really know where to start and decided that, okay, perhaps it's not co-op for me, I'm going to have to move abroad. Soon I was in Bombay and then ultimately moved to Canada. Between 2010 and 2013, I for the first time was immersed in technology, first in Toronto and then later in Vancouver, uh, working with a great tech company out in Toronto, going to tons of meetups, meeting a lot of interesting people from the tech world. And so around 2011 in Toronto at the time, I decided that it was time for me to launch some kind of platform that would bring together the tech community in Goa, however big they were. Just put out a little beacon and try to see who we can attract to have a conversation with us. And so that's how it began. I just found the email uh, where I first registered the Startup Goa domain somewhere on the 4th of November 2011. And of course, the the conversations and the, the initial sort of groups were starting to form a few months before that. But well, somewhere around the end of October that year, that's when the idea of forming and, and surfacing the tech community in Goa uh, became a, a clear idea in my mind and, and as well as in, in Castino and Aproop's minds.
2: Way back in 2007, when I started my career, the tech scene was still in its nascent stages. There were only a handful of IT companies in Goa and because of which most students who passed out of their engineering or computer science would have to leave the state uh, and go and search for jobs elsewhere. I was fortunate to get a job in Goa itself in this company called Online Productivity or OPSPL. OPSPL at that time had already been in operations for more than 14 years and was known to recruit freshers fresh out of college. Most of my engineering classmates were working out of goa either in pune bangalore mumbai chennai or if some would go even as far as delhi there were only a handful of us who were fortunate enough to remain back and work in goa so that was basically the scene back then when it came to you know working in tech in goa then in 2009 when the recession hit i was out of a job and instead of looking for a job or moving out of the state, I decided to start Sandbox Infotech, and Sandbox Infotech back then started off as a software training you know institute. I very clearly remember the painstaking process that I had to go through to set up that startup. There was basically no information, there was no organization, there was no form of government assistance or any sort of guidelines at that time to you know start your own software company over there so uh, my business partner and i had to do everything ourselves we had to even bootstrap and fund the startup on our own because uh, the banks and the government at that time were not willing to fund the startup a few years later after that luke just happened to call me up and we got to chatting and I think back then he was in Canada and he had mentioned something about wanting to start an organization to showcase and, you know, promote Goa as a tech startup destination. And that was basically the birth of Startup Goa. So initially it was a very simple blog about events or, you know, some articles about tech that he posted. and. At times, we would organize a few events here and there. Eventually, we decided to go with the job board, Startup Goa job board. And at that time, and even till now, it was and remains the only startup job board for tech jobs in Goa. And the basic idea was there were a lot of companies in Goa at that time, but no one really knew about them because there was no promotion from you know any sort of business groups or, or the government. So that was the idea of creating Startup Goa, to not only let people know that there is interesting things happening in Goa, but also that there are these companies that are actively recruiting for positions.
3: Did you start it when you were still over in Canada, or did you come back to Goa, and what was the progression from the idea to actually building the platform
0: that it is now yes we actually began while i was in canada this whole thing initially began as a, a bunch of email groups and chat groups and yet it was all online there were no actual meetups we were just reconnecting with buddies from engineering or, or school who were into basically into computers or into sharing music through computers it's just as simple as that so yeah it, it started in canada Startup core started in canada that
3: makes me happy <laughs>
0: Yeah, we definitely have Toronto have to thank for a lot of things because, for example, the idea of building a community was a very new idea to me at the time. And the idea came from um, watching this incredible uh, leader named al Nasser who founded uh, B-Notions. B-Notions was one of the coolest tech companies in, in Toronto at the time and I had the privilege of working there as a project manager. Anyway, these guys basically were pushing hard to build a a community around Android, which was very new back then. They were pushing hard to build communities around entrepreneurship. They run meetups like Lean Coffee, Lean Coffee TO. So all of these ideas um, got into me and I thought to myself, what if Goa had just one meetup a month? Forget about having five meetups a week. If you could just do one meetup a month and, and get the people together. And so I wanted to go back to Goa, but I couldn't go back to Goa at the time. So it began as this Toronto-inspired plan to form a community of tech people in Goa.
3: Yeah, because then I came to India in 2012, and I think that was something I absolutely loved. It's all of these super ambitious young entrepreneurs and tech guys that I met, but that was mainly in Mumbai and Bangalore. Yeah. And I'd made this great cluster of friends that were really inspiring and they made me really like curious and very much adopted this kind of entrepreneurial mindset. But then my choice to be in Goa was always this conflict that I couldn't find that community in Goa. And it's funny because I remember that moment meeting you with your little flyer talking about Uh a meetup. But I guess this would have been, this would have been in 2013 by then.
0: Yeah, 13, yeah.
3: I just had this moment of like... (gasps) There's my inn. <laughs> there's someone. There's someone in Goa <laughs> doing this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I do remember that. Um, I remember meeting you at um, Artist Trading Cards at um, the Goa Chamber of Commerce. Fourth floor. Yeah, that's a really cool event. We should push to do that event once again. But it tells you how well developed the tech scene in Goa was if uh, we had to go to Artist Trading Cards to meet new people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was quite evolved back then. We had all of like five companies. No, I'm kidding. There are definitely more than five. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, there's tech companies and then there's the tech companies that are interested in networking and kind of that social element. A lot of, I think a lot of people who work behind a computer screen, their last, you know, desire is to go to a room full of people. So it depends. I think there's probably always going to be more than we think there is. It's just how many are like us wanting to go out and and meet other people. Yeah, exactly. But so how quickly was it that you started having physical events?
0: gather people that you've been connecting with online? Yes, yeah, so if I if I remember correctly, our first event was somewhere around the 1st of July, 2013. So, so I had this um, incredibly fortunate uh, experience. My brother happened to run into Fabian. I think you know Fabian, Fabian Mosberg. I don't know where they met or how they met, but they connected and they hit it off and he told Fabian about me. And this is why I was still in Canada. So Fabian and I connected on, on Facebook. We got chatting. We started talking about uh, building up this community further. Uh, he was quite involved in the tech community in, in Stockholm, and we thought to ourselves, yeah, we could, we could actually have a pretty cool tech community out here in Goa. So when I got down to Goa, I started looking out for an office space, and so was he. I meet him at a cafe. This is um, Bodega. Bodega back then was not in Altin, it was down in Fontenayas. So we got chatting here. He pulls out his phone, he shows me a picture of the office that he's looking at for his co-working space, and I pull out a picture of the uh, office I'm looking at for my office, and it turns out to be the same place. And so right there and then we decided that, okay, we're going to share an office. We're going to turn into a co-working space. We'll both run our companies out of it. And yeah, over the next two or three years, that's exactly what we did. Then we got the keys on the 6th of June and we moved in by the start of uh, July that year. And then between that time and 2015, I think we must have hosted at least about 15 or 20 meetups, multiple smaller events that are not meetups, but just bringing people together to like little parties and things. Uh, but that's when I started to see the, the tech community in Goa really start to form. Before that, if there were ever tech events, they were kind of sober events without much alcohol. Our events were mostly alcohol and some tech in it. <laughs> we did a lot of show and tell. Uh, definitely enjoyed showcasing the things that we were building. But yeah, it was a lot more fun. So definitely got to thank Fabian for what he did to help build up the tech community out here in Goa.
3: Yeah, those guys in their room full of plants behind yeah. <laughs>
0: <in> the door. <laughs> yeah, they love those the plants, here. Yeah.
3: But I think I think you also have to give a shout out to me for supplying you guys with ice cream throughout all of your hardworking hours. Oh, that's kidding. true. Yeah,
0: I, I do recall that now. You did do that. Yeah, yeah. You you were very good. <laughs> and yeah, thank you for that. I'm sure it contributed to the the growth of the tech scene in Goa.
3: Yeah, <laughs> showing yeah. up every week.
0: <laughs> that was fun. And I think what was also nice was that um, it, it was people like you that started to to connect uh, with the tech world because before that, the tech world was just a bunch of nerds doing their thing and then slowly you showed up there were a few friends that came in from canada that spent some time down in there was a community from from mumbai that started to head over and you know join us at some of our meetups uh the canadian um consulate and their mission out here would send people over so it suddenly changed it went from being just tech to being uh tech plus normal people mm. just quite nice
3: yeah a bit more like the startup community rather than just the...
0: Yeah, 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 more than just developers, yeah. Or
3: just young professionals who want to hang out with other young professionals.
0: Yeah, exactly. So then we decided that it was time to um, to expand the reach of, of tech. What we looked at was uh, what are the top three problem statements that we could address. And we kept hearing about the IT parks and about the, the fabled IT parks that till today we don't have. And we thought to ourselves, look, we really don't need... To have IT parks, an IT park is probably a terrible idea uh, for Goa. Uh, we don't want to have companies that come in here, set up an office that hires like 2,000 or 4,000 people and puts them on the bench. What we need is a whole bunch of small companies that have maybe 25 to 50 people, building world-class applications, games, uh, creating uh, digital content. And for that, you don't need an IT park. You can work out of a house. You can work out of an office. You can work out of an uh, old style villa, which is exactly what uh, the guys at Next Big Thing did. So we decided that what we really needed was a platform that would allow us to do two things, find talent and find jobs, uh, which in other words is a job board. So that's how the job board idea formed. And we began with a very basic job board. I remember I think we used a plugin called Jobber. I don't know if it's still around, but that was fun. And that lasted a while. It actually served its purpose quite well. I think we even hired our initial team through Jobber at Deeper. And somewhere along the way, something like 2000, late 2014 or early 15, we realized we need to put in a little bit more work than running a plugin-based platform for Goa's tech community. And that's how the startup job board uh, came along. And I think that really changed things because suddenly companies started to get a whole bunch more visibility. We started to get a, a reading into the, the tech scene. I remember starting off with about 79 companies. The earliest version of the platform was a, a little map that we put up on Google Maps, just pinning the location of each tech company that we could find in Goa. We had about 79 or 89 of them, if I'm not mistaken. Of course, the numbers in, in the several hundreds today and the, the jobs are um, in the thousands today. But that job board idea and the community that came together to build it, because it wasn't built by Casino, Noir, and Me alone, it was Fabian's crew, uh, Hampus, who helped design the logo and the, the site, so that and um, some of the front-enders from Next Big Thing, uh, and several others. I mean, maybe I don't remember all the names right now, but I think there's at least about 15 or 20 of us that got together for a hackathon and put this whole thing together over a weekend. And it's stood the test of time. It's been around for more than five years now. So that's just the idea. Like when I woke up today the morning and I thought back to that, how that small period in time, or that short period in time, translated just so much value over the last few years and nobody got paid, uh, but so many people got jobs, so many people hired, so many people created value out of that. You know, so that entire, just that little bit makes this entire experience so, so satisfying. Uh, maybe we don't haven't put Goa on the, the world map as a, as a tech launchpad, uh, but Goa is definitely starting to show up on the India map as a place where people can build real uh, companies that deliver actual value, even in the, at a global scale.
3: Yeah, it's pretty cool. And what that makes me think about is just how kind of silently a platform like that can do so much good. Startup Goa has just kind of silently behind the scenes been facilitating so many real jobs yeah, and real interactions.
0: Definitely. We kept it really quiet. And I think even in terms of um, the other things that we do, we, we, we rarely ever promoted or I think almost never promoted anything that we did. Um, we've been very quiet and shy about the whole thing. Um, the reason the platform worked is because um, we didn't charge anyone any money. We, we did not use it as a means to self-promote. And it really was a, a community effort. And I think it worked because of that. It, it's still the only like entirely neutral platform that we have out here. I think that um, um, a lot of entrepreneurs cry for government support and funding and, and, and SOPs. But the reality is that if you're an entrepreneur, uh, you find a way to make things work out, irrespective of what kind of support you get externally. Your job is to make it work out when basically things are working against your favor. And so we just approach the whole idea um, from that angle, like uh, to this day, um, uh, casino and, and Uproop uh, continue to support it, even if it's financially, without any questions. We don't ask where is this going to lead us to and what's it going to look like uh, in 10 years from now. We recognize it creates value and we continue to back it up.
4: I believe the sole reason for me was to meet uh, more like-minded people, understand newer perspectives, and of course, create a collaboration if possible and as and when. Uh, and also since we've been into this startup scene for a long time and understood the pain, the founders go through. And since we had gone through the same process, we were open to share and provide necessary support to the budding entrepreneurs at that point in time. So the earliest memories of Startup Gova are we three meeting up at Luke's place, as well as few cafes in Kandalim discussing about what's the plan for the next five years, deliberating why we should seek help and rather collaborate with the right kind. And now we talk about the 25 years of startup Goa and how it can change the ecosystem of Goa and as well as a large collaborative projects, which certainly can you know have a better connect with multiple fields and a collaborative nature for people across this data. So it's been very interesting. We are looking forward for the next five years as a goal and certainly to build it up towards the next 25 years to have a greater social impact.
0: I think the beautiful thing is that um, Goa is naturally evolving into a tech hub. Uh, I used to enjoy saying back then that Goa is the world's best or India's best uh, incubator because it's got a Low cost of living, low cognitive load, just easy to be in sort of space. And we're seeing it now. We're seeing uh, that um, Startup Goa doesn't need to fill any gaps because there, there are great co-working spaces. There's uh, Namneet's Cafe Rasa. There's 91 Springboard. It's a bunch of other lesser-known ones but uh, beautiful and, and unique environments. Uh, we've got angel investors down in Goa. The Mumbai Angels out here now, uh, or they have a, a flank out here. There's, of course, major VCs who, who make Goa their second home. So I think we have the early uh, makings of a, of a real tech community, uh, one where you can have sufficient, serendipitous encounters, to call it a, a tech community, because that's really what it is about, all these random interactions that happen at, at cafes. So I think we don't really need to play a bigger role other than perhaps just making it easier for people to connect digitally, to find talent, to find jobs, um, and maybe we might go down the path of also helping people find investors. But I think the the mandate stays the same, help people connect, make it democratic, don't uh, create barriers, no no fees to become a member, you know, these sorts of things. And so the, the hackathon that we are hosting this weekend uh, is about uh, making this platform, two things, more mobile-friendly and more intern-friendly. What we realize is that for a lot of people new to the tech world, it's a little daunting to look at the different types of tech jobs out there and, and understand where you might fit in, especially if you come from a place like Goa, where there's... Not as much exposure to what the job industry look like looks like, or what, what a job role looks like, and so I think making it easier for people to onboard onto the the tech train, I, I think that's that's part of the the new mandate, and getting newer volunteers to support that that move. Uh, We're seeing a lot of support from um, college placement officers, for example, uh, is quite helpful.
3: I know COVID has kind of put a damper on the things like meetups, but do you feel that Facilitating more meetups at the college level or something like that would help facilitate young people into getting into tech and and becoming familiar with the opportunities? Or what does that look like, getting the younger, more entry-level people comfortable?
0: I I think what's what's really helping is um, communities forming over chat groups on WhatsApp, for example. So WhatsApp is a new meetup trend. And I think that in itself is, is doing a lot for Goa. Ideas are spreading a whole lot faster. COVID definitely has been a dampener in terms of people physically meeting, but COVID has been a booster in terms of people connecting digitally, uh, ideas spreading digitally, and, and people spending more time uh, building digital applications. We've seen some interesting projects come out of Goa in terms of COVID tracker, for example, I can't remember the name of the, the group that put it together, but that was just brilliant. Like they got together, they, they put together an application in, in a short time and did it at a very high quality level the real value. So I think, I think COVID's been great for Goa. What COVID is also doing, what the COVID situation is also doing is it's getting people from the metros, a lot of tech talents in the metros who are able to work remotely are moving to Goa. So that's uh, the most common thing to see at a cafe today is, is somebody from Bangalore, Bombay, uh, who's down in Goa for two months or three months uh, working away on his computer from Goa. I think that's great. I think it's absolutely great. The, the only question is how, how does all of this integrate into the existing community? How do these people connect with the people that are, that are out here? How do we form one tech community rather than one community of sort of expats and one community of locals that don't really talk to each other? I think that's a place that sort of Goa tries to, uh, let's say, make the connections or, or to cross-pollinate the people and ideas.
2: I believe we have just scratch the surface. I think there is a lot more potential for the startup scene in Goa and not not just you know attracting talent from the country but also from outside from globally. And we've already seen this happening. We see we do have a number of international startups who have set up base over here. And I'm pretty sure a lot more will follow in their footsteps. We've also started seeing the trend where students passing out of college are now giving first preference to working for companies in Goa and not you know wanting to run out of the state like where you know earlier when they didn't have a choice from just a handful of companies back then to more than 400 companies now I think we have come a long way in the startup scene in Goa Goa now is no longer just known for you know its tourism activities it is also becoming a very well-known hub for startups and specifically in the creative fields if you look at the startup job board today you will see hundreds of vacancies being posted you know every month and not just uh, you know simple website or web mobile app uh, development vacancies you will see pretty advanced stuff in ai devops uh, you know all this all this high end stuff that companies work on nowadays cause also very uniquely placed to be a design design centric space because of you know the inherent creative nature of the state so a lot of design companies also have now started setting up over here and a lot of i think more than 20 percent of the vacancies that are posted on the job board are in that design space the government also has started to actively participate and actively incentivizing companies to set up over here. And the way they did this was the startup policy. So that was something that you know, I can say came out of this whole startup scene that we, as startup core had started promoting. So given all of this, I think we do have a bright future. And I think I can very proudly say, and you know, all of us look approved, all of us can very proudly say that we have played, you know a very small part in getting goa to where it is today in its tech scene and our work is not done yet we do have a long way to go and all of us at startup goa are always working towards that
1: that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this conversation with insight into the early years and evolution of Startup Goa and Goa's ever-growing tech community. For more information, do check out their website, startupgoa.org, where you'll find a ton of resources, no matter whether you're new to tech or a seasoned entrepreneur, an investor, or a digital nomad in search of a new place to call home. You can also find Startup Goa on Instagram and Twitter at Startup Goa, and don't forget to sign up for their newsletter. I want to give a big thank you to Luke, Caslino, and Aproop for bringing this episode together and to everyone else out there who has been a part of building and facilitating this community. To learn more about what we do beyond the podcast, make sure to check out our website, goa.me, and follow us on Instagram, at the rate Goa. Subscribe to Goa wherever you get your podcasts with new episodes released every month. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll talk to you soon.